Welcome to the Nanalyze podcast. We are a boutique media and research firm specializing in disruptive innovation. Visit nanalyze.com for more details. A lot of people are talking about finding the next Intel, which seems rather odd since perhaps they should be looking to find the next NVIDIA. Uh, whether they're looking to find the next Intel or the next NVIDIA, um, some of the mistakes that investors make, a rookie mistake, is to try to replicate the return success of a stock that's already had its heyday. So a commonly asked question by investors, they say, is NVIDIA the next Intel? Well, for all practical purposes, yes. So NVIDIA is now four times the size of Intel. And we recently published a piece that looked at why Intel is struggling and they're basically having to play catch up. So even though Intel has more than double the revenues coming from NVIDIA, uh, NVIDIA is catching up quite quickly. So a lot of the common mistakes made by investors, uh, some are evident in today's chase for AI stocks. So that's where investors will try to invest based on company names. For example, any company that has AI in its name right now is experiencing quite the boost for that reason. We also saw this several decades ago with the term nano, so history repeats itself. Another common mistake made and one that uh, you think people wouldn't make is uh, ticker confusion. And that's not just fat fingering a symbol incorrectly. You have examples like F versus Ford, where F is the actual symbol of Ford, but a ticker that represents another company called Ford gets a lot of action based on investors confusing the two. And there's the more obscure Anne Hathaway effect, which is uh, debated because uh, correlation doesn't equal causation. But the idea here was that a researcher found out that Berkshire Hathaway was experiencing abnormal returns whenever Anne Hathaway announced some new movie or had some major media event. So that would be a case of even the algos getting it wrong. But let's forget about finding the next NVIDIA or the next Intel. The question we want to ask here is, What's the next semiconductor growth stock? So in order to figure that out, we started by looking at the Spider S&P Semiconductor ETF, and we took the holdings. There's 39 companies in this ETF, and we decided, you can see the top 10 listed here, we decided to vet them. And this exercise uh, is more than just talking about semiconductor stocks. I think it's quite interesting to see how we did this. So if you have Microsoft Excel, see if you have what's called the Refinitive plugin. And you can just Google this stuff and figure it out. We actually have an article where we talk about this. I'll put a description or a link to that in the description of this video where we show you how to use this plugin. But what we did here is we downloaded the spreadsheet from the ETF provider. And you can see that here, right? It has all the holdings. And then we inserted a column. You can see where we've done that here, column C. Then in column B, 
we chose all the tickers and then in Excel, we chose the data tab and clicked stocks where it says convert to stocks. And what happens is that it will look up every single one of those tickers and register it as a company. And there may be some cases in this example, it worked perfectly, but there may be some cases where uh, one ticker could represent multiple companies and there's a little question mark and you have to resolve it. But what ends up happening then is that you get this resolution of all the companies. You can see that here in column B where the ticker symbols have all been replaced by this little house icon, the name of the company, and of course the ticker. Then what you can do is go to an adjacent column, in this case column C, click inside there like you're going to input a formula, then click in the cell to the left, in this case synaptics, and then what you can do is choose one of those data fields, and we chose market cap. And what you'll want to do there is divide that out by a million or a hundred million in order to register it in millions or billions, and then pull that all the way down. And then what you end up with is a list of market caps for all these stocks very quickly, and then you can start to filter. So the first thing that we did is we said, well, we're looking for firms that are smaller. So companies with a market cap greater than $100 billion have already had their day in the sun. And we're, uh, we consider those mega caps. That's about when you'll be harvesting your return, similar to what we're doing now with NVIDIA, a $500 billion company that we've been trimming for an awful long time. We've covered our cost basis eight times or more now, and it's still our largest position. So that's an example of a... Um, a stock that showed a great deal of returns and that return profile obviously is what we're trying to replicate. But as Buffett says, you shouldn't invest in stocks, you should invest in companies. So we need to keep that focus. But we've removed these six names. So remember, we started out with 39 from the ETF. Well, we removed these six and we have 33 left. So then what we can do is remove anything that's too small. Now, we don't invest in firms that have a market cap of less than a billion dollars, but we're going to have some leeway here, a bit of a buffer. So the only firm that we removed is this junk metamaterial stock that we've covered before. And um, you can go look on our YouTube channel for the video on that firm. Uh, and we left these other ones. So that's subtracted one. Now we're down to 32. Then we removed the stocks that we've covered before in detail that would be in our tech stock catalog in uh, maybe in one case in our tech stock report. Here you can see four firms that we've covered in extensive detail and come to some conclusion, whether that's that we're holding the stock, we love it, or we like the stock, we consider holding it, or we're avoiding it. That means that we wouldn't consider investing in it. So you can see those four here. You have Impinge, Wolf Speed, Umbrella, and First Solar. So now we're down to 28 names. So what we then did is we did a cutoff at 1993 and said this. If you're a company that's been around for 30 years or more, you better have gotten your growth story underway. In other words, if you haven't started to realize some real success, you've just been out there too long doing the same thing. So as an example, it took NVIDIA, what, 30 years to go from uh, when they had their IPO as a $600 million company to the $500 billion success story that they are today. So um, we did a cutoff and said any firm that was founded 
earlier than 1993. It's just too old to look at in terms of their maturity. And you can see names on here like Micron and analog devices firms that uh, Universal Display Corporation, I think we've been looking at them uh, uh, for a long time, just off and on in terms of their um, OLED uh, technologies back in the day. But these are firms that we removed just um, for their maturity levels. That gives us 20 names, and you can see them all here. Now what we're going to do is this, and the data points that we've added here, you're going to have to do some manual work. So maybe Refinitiv in the future will allow for a lot of different rich data points, such as gross margin or uh, revenue compound annual growth rate. But for now, we had to plug these numbers in ourselves. So what we did is we took the last year's gross margin. We plugged that in there. You can see that. Then we took the four-year compound annual growth rate. We used four years for several reasons. One, that it would reflect prior to the RONA, which was 2019, and then up until now. So a firm that's managed to keep growing uh, during that uh, those depressing times, uh, that's a good sign. And this these four data points are very easily accessible from Yahoo Finance. So the idea there is we want to make sure everything's very accessible to retail investors. If you plug one of these tickers into Yahoo Finance and you go to the financials page, you just with one click, you can then figure out gross margin very quickly. Scroll down on your lower right, you see these four data points. So it's all very accessible. So we pulled that. And then SVR, that stands for Simple Valuation Ratio. And I'll put a link in the description of this video to an article that talks about uh, how we calculate that and why we use that valuation ratio. Then what we did with these 20 stocks is we dropped off any firm that didn't have a four-year compound annual growth rate for revenue growth of at least 20% or higher. So revenue growth is very important. You may say, well, that's a um, pretty stringent cutoff. Not really, because you looked at NVIDIA this firm, $500 billion market cap. And when you get that big, it's very tough to keep growing revenues. Their compound annual growth rate over the last four years is 23%. So if you're the next NVIDIA, you better damn well be growing at 20% or more. I mean, that's not asking a lot when you think about it in that context. And by the way, NVIDIA's gross margins are also around 65%. So we dropped off these 15 firms just based on the fact that they're not growing quick enough. And when we look for a growth stock, we want the growth has to be there. Sure, they need to survive. And that's, I think, where gross margin comes into play. Unless you have strong gross margins, you don't have a business for one. Uh, well, you don't have a business that's going to be likely to survive. So if you have very slim gross margins, it becomes difficult to maintain profitability. Whilst when you have a large gross margin, that gives you a lot of buffer. So we were left with five remaining stocks. That's what we got down to here. You can see two of these were actually raised by numerous paying subscribers, and thus we wanted to dig in and see what these firms do. You see that for all of them, except one, the simple valuation ratio is quite high. Our catalog average sits at around six. So firms like Navitas, uh, that's a play on um, sick GAN, um, the uh, what... You would be familiar with that from firms like Wolfspeed, but 
we go into the details and we dig deeper on every single one of these firms in the research piece that accompanies this video, and that's for paying subscribers. So we're going to go ahead and leave it at that in terms of the firms that we've uncovered here. And I'll just let you know that I think two of these are probably worth really digging into. Uh, uh, one of these uh, we probably wouldn't, uh, wouldn't consider investing in. And of course, to properly dig into a firm, you ought to take a full eight-hour day, which is what we do when we do company profiles. But a cursory look at these shows, too, that we find uh, to be quite interesting. Now, when we're considering the next NVIDIA or the next Intel, we can say, well, what sort of characteristics of NVIDIA do we want to replicate? And when we look at a firm, if there's too much diversification, I think an example of that might be monolithic power systems. That dilutes the value proposition. That's not to say that monolithic isn't interesting, but it dilutes the value proposition in terms of um, not allowing you the sort of pure play exposure that you're looking for in disruptive technology themes, right? NVIDIA was a great example of a company that had a leadership position, that's very important, in multiple industries or themes such as gaming and data centers and AI chips. On the other hand, you want to be very careful about a firm that only addresses a single industry vertical. A lot of examples there would be uh, companies, semiconductor companies that develop something just for automotive. So in the automotive industry, um, starts lagging, then they take a hit as well. And you want, you prefer to have some diversification there. So what's important about leadership is that when you have leadership in a niche, typically that comes with high gross margins. You were able to become a leader because you had the intellectual property to defend yourself. And because you're able to do that, you can command very high gross margins. You see that with NVIDIA, as we talked about, there's 65% gross margin. So Ideally, you want to see a leadership position across multiple segments or industries, niches, sectors, themes, and in each one, you want to make sure that um, they're uh, seeing the sort of strong revenue growth that you would expect from disruptive themes. So that's kind of what we look for in the next NVIDIA. So just to conclude, um, when you vet stocks in any particular industry, what we've done today is looked at the semiconductor industry, you ought to employ uh, measures of objectivity and subjectivity. And the objectivity comes into play when you have a very mature industry where there's a lot of stocks to choose from, as we've seen today in the semiconductor industry. So we looked at things like gross margins, revenue growth, simple valuation ratio. And then the subjectivity comes into play when you look at your overall portfolio. So right now, 17% of our 38 tech stock portfolio is exposed to semiconductors. We would not look to add more exposure, a big chunk of that being NVIDIA. Now, if we sold NVIDIA, which we may well do, and that's on our to-do list, is to make sure that the revenue growth is, is going through into next year. But if we sold that, we may look to add some semiconductor exposure, in which case we've done some of the pre-work that's necessary. So the semiconductor industry is very mature. There's lots of choices. So we use this objective method to narrow down selections, and then we can subjectively try to identify names of interest. Um, 
with, as I said, the sufficient exposure we already have, we're not going to dig further into the names that we've come up today. But what we are going to do in the next part of the series is we're going to cover some interesting plays in semiconductor relating to software. So I've put up another video here for you to watch that you might find of interest. Please click the Nanalyze logo on the right. Subscribe to our channel. Thanks so much for taking the time to watch this today. Thank you for listening to the Nanalyze podcast. If you found this information useful, please share this episode with a friend. This helps us to continue to provide thorough research for you. Want more research like this? Want to know what we're invested in and what stocks we're avoiding? Head to nanalyze.com and consider becoming a premium annual subscriber to get access to premium articles, webinars, and our extensive tech stock catalog. Thank you for your time.